Anxiety. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Who's got it? Yeah. Um, I think that more people have it than we think. Yeah, I think it's actually probably the most common, um, I don't know, like mental ailment. Mental ailment that people have. Some of you might know that you have it. Some of you might not. And some of you might be able to think of a time when you've been... Anxious. anxious or struggling with anxiety. So we just thought, let's talk about yeah, this. Let's get into anxiety. I have found as a healing practitioner <laughs> that so many people have anxiety, but it's masked because they picture anxiety as being like debilitating. Yeah, debilitating. Like somebody who's like blatantly anxious. So they're like, oh no, I don't have that. I don't have that. But then if we like, you know, uncover the masks and get into some of the symptoms, they're like, oh, I guess that was anxiety. I just didn't know to label it as that. Yeah, Yeah. and I think so often we don't, if you consider yourself a strong person, you don't want to admit to yourself that you have something that affects you like anxiety. I feel personally attacked by you right now. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'm I'm talking to myself, right? I feel like for years that exact statement, like right after I had Grayson, I had some anxiety that I was unwilling to admit that I had, and that was me. Yeah, and I I also, also speaking about myself, it's (laughs) like as soon as you admit to yourself that that's what's happening, it's easier to go like, oh, okay, and you're letting yourself work through it, which, I mean, as you know, as listeners, and we know, you have to feel the stuff. And you have to, like, be honest with yourself in order to get through it. Yes. So the first step is acknowledging and becoming aware. That's two steps. The first two steps. (laughs) Step one, acknowledge. (laughs) Step two, Two, become become aware. aware of when it's happening to you and where it is, what it looks like, what it feels like for you, because I do think anxiety can feel different or a number of ways it's not just it's not just like a panic attack yes thank you you're welcome thank you for coming today (laughs) yeah i've done my job (laughs) i'm done um yeah because i i think we have this image or this thought of anxiety being debilitating a panic attack like maybe you can't leave the house or you know frantic energy yes but it can also just be overthinking so much overthinking. <laughs> so much overthinking. Which is a subtle sign because most overthinkers are good at covering it up. So it's only happening in your head. Other people can't see that outwardly. So it's like, well, other people wouldn't describe me as anxious. My right. friends don't think I'm anxious. But your friends don't know what's going on in your mind. Right. I think when I tell people that, like, oh, I'm I'm really anxious today, they're like, you're anxious? I'm like, yeah, I, I had, like, a crazy day and I'm feeling terrible inside. But I am very good at, like... Hey, how's it going? <laughs> calm face. Yeah, calm face. And I, I, it always moves faster if I'm like, hey, this is what's happening to me today. Because then I can really be in it. And then people, it opens up the space also for people to be like, oh my gosh, you have that? I have that. Because I think it's something that every person will experience at some point in their life. Agreed. Agreed. Um, especially, I mean, I get both. Like, I have people who come mm-hmm. in... I'm talking about clients now, and I would just, I don't know, <laughs> I went from myself to clients <laughs> that come in, and part of it is like, okay, you're nervous because you're here. Somebody's reading you. It's weird. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is, right? Some of that is like, you're not, I don't know what's going to come up. I don't know what's here. <laughs> so 
those nerves are are pretty common. I can feel through that in a in a healing appointment to Absolutely. where like I'm not going to call you anxious just because you're anxious this moment about this appointment. Right. That's a totally different yeah feeling. When, when we're referencing in a session that you have anxiety. Now we're feeling past the initial jitters of getting your energy red. And it's like, no, it's it's deeper in here. It's in your root chakra. And it's something you're dealing with more often than not. You just might call it something else. Yeah. And I do think it's funny. Like whenever some, I feel like the people that I feel it almost the most on are the people that are like, I'm not anxious. Yeah. They want to like refute it. And you're like, well, yes, yes, you are. It's so intense. Yeah. Sometimes it is. Well, because I think a lot of anxious people are really good at organizing their lives and being busy. Mm-hmm. And that's their way of not looking at it, but they don't realize that other people can feel it. Right. So that like, I don't know, creates a, it's a mask, but it's not a good one. It's not a good one. No. <laughs> well, not for people who read energy. I mean, right. I, yeah. I'm like, you and I could, can feel it, but like maybe your friends or your, the people at work, I think work is a really um, good place to think about uh, how people mask it because yeah. you're at work and you're busy and you're doing this and you're getting stuff done. And so your, your work family might have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. But I will say some of my most anxious friends mm-hmm. are so good at their jobs. Totally. Because they're on it. They're the, they're calling, they're getting stuff done, they're organizing meetings and they're planning things. And it's because, because they're, <laughs> they have a place to put that anxious energy. Right. And they, so honestly, if I was hiring an assistant, I'm looking for somebody anxious. <laughs> you better be real anxious. Come on in. Come on in. Um, so I want to go into the ways, like the obvious ways we can feel anxiety and then the secret ways it shows up or the yes. ways that we might not be aware that, uh, hey, your anxiety showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will start with, there was a time I was like in this group of young, like healing practitioners mm-hmm. and we had to read each other. And three of the people in this group said, you feel like you had a lot of coffee. And I remember being like, I didn't drink coffee. Like, no. And like, that's how they were describing me. <laughs> and, but at this time I was not aware of like that I had anxiety or I hadn't admitted it to myself yet. And they're like, yeah, like you just feel really. Uh, and I think uh, jittery was the word, yeah. but I was anxious about being there. I was anxious about sharing my intuitive gifts with a group. Like yeah. I didn't know what that looked like. And they were reading anxiety. They just didn't have the words for it. But that's when I realized like, oh, I do have some anxiety and people can feel it. So if you're one of those people who people might say, like, you seem tense or anxious, check in with yourself. Maybe you are and you don't realize you're putting that out there. Yeah. You think that you're just fine. Just (laughs) fine. I will say, like, Halstein can always tell when I'm anxious, sometimes before I've even realized it myself like he's like oh and sometimes I'm like oh it makes you get like defensive right yes. you're like, I'm fine I'm this and I'm like oh I guess if I take a second and really like feel into what's happening I'm like oh I am right I'm anxious that is happening right now yeah and <laughs> if you're somebody who gets defensive when somebody tells you about you <laughs> why like why not look at it for a second I think so many of us don't want to be called something or we're afraid to be seen in that way right when really if somebody's telling you that like if if you're being told to calm down a lot or chill yeah. out look at it it doesn't have to be an insult no and it doesn't have to be a label that is with you forever but the reason it's coming up is because you are supposed to recognize it sometimes our guides speak through the people closest to <laughs> yes. us and when we get super defensive, that's a huge sign. Like hey, something's there. 
Mm, weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So other ways. So obviously the blatant ways, like if you know you have anxiety, you're probably suffering from anxiety attacks. Yes. You feel jittery. Um, you're, you've got fast heartbeat. 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 Yeah. That's, yeah, a different, heartbeat. <laughs> that's a different uh, Shortness of breath, sweaty palms. Yeah. So um, all of these things are are obvious. Good, like obvious physical. You're under attack. <laughs> physical symptoms. <laughs> attack of anxiety. Happening? I think it could be a war. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and some of the more subtle ways anxiety shows up are still jittery, but maybe it's like this jittery perfectionism. Like I'm just organizing everything in the right. house. I just the have to, I have to do so much right now. It's like that feeling of needing to do. Can't sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not wanting to make plans, like kind of caving yourself off from social situations. Yes. But then it can also be the opposite where you just want to be social and you don't want to be by yourself. Yes. I will say when Grayson first started going to his dad's house overnight, mm-hmm. that was me. I was like, well, I would rather just be with a friend or like I didn't want to sit home alone. Yeah. Didn't realize it was anxiety. But for me, if I sat home alone, I was just thinking like, did he eat? Is he okay? <laughs> like, right. Because right. then you have to be with your thoughts. Yeah. Which... Sometimes that can be scary or confronting. Yeah, like it can be like, oh, I think this way or I'm thinking the worst. Another thing would be overthinking. <laughs> yeah. So overthinking is a huge, huge sign of this because basically you're just spending all your time reliving the past and worrying about the future. Right. So if you're if you're there, it's not great. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a, a major. Good. So most of our major ail- illnesses and ailments come from draining energy or leaking energy. Mm-hmm. Overthinking is one of the fastest ways to leak energy from every chakra in your body. Just all of them. So <laughs> if you feel exhausted more often than not, analyze your day. Like, where am I overthinking or wasting energy on thoughts that aren't serving me or don't matter? Like that argument that you're having in your head with somebody that you're not ever really going to confront? Yeah. Get rid of it. Um, if you have an experience with somebody and you're like, oh my God, should I have said that? Should I have acted like that? It already happened. It already happened. And <laughs> Most people are so worried about themselves yes. that they're not thinking about how you acted or reacted in most moments. And you know what? Isn't that so freeing to realize that everyone's selfish? No. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that everyone's just thinking about themselves. But I mean, you might have out of it, the interactions in your day, it's very unlikely that every single interaction, those people are rethinking what you said. They're, they might be thinking about what they, they said. said. They're not thinking about what you said. And Unless the, you're insulting, right? Like blatantly yeah, insulting. yeah. And and if they are, then you guys maybe aren't going to be friends. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> maybe it's not meant to be. But I mean, pay attention to how often you're creating stories too. I don't think people are aware or admit how often we're delusional. Yes. And what I mean by that is you create this story or this narrative in your mind when that is not actually what happened. Yeah, I mean that's like memories work like that, right? We we take just little bits of it. So whatever you're creating oh yeah, may not have even happened. Well, and I think it's worse when we're in a state of anxiety because mm-hmm. I've been guilty of this. When I'm already anxious and going through a lot, I will become more delusional, like, I, I don't know, with my friends. Like, oh, like I'm going to go back to that. You know, I have the trauma of being left out. I don't <laughs> like being left out. But when I'm anxious... I'm more hyper aware of it. Like, did right. they do this because they don't like me anymore? Do they not want to be my friend? And I create this narrative of they just hate me when none of that is true. Yeah. Or like I was intentionally left out. Yeah. And- like they just didn't want Brooke there, which is not the truth. So if you find yourself doing this, A, be honest with yourself. 
What is this doing for you other than if you want to feel bad, keeping you feeling bad or yeah, yucky? Because it doesn't feel good to be yeah. in that space. It's isolating you from the people. What you're really craving, like for me specifically, when I'm feeling left out, I'm craving connection, right? Right. But having those thoughts isolates people because now I'm mad at my friends and I'm not getting the connection. So it's the opposite of what I want. Like I'm not going to reach out to them because I'm mad at them. <laughs> yeah. So it's all just working. So be mindful if you are delusional <laughs> or like, oh, my husband didn't pick up his shoes. See, I knew he doesn't love me. He doesn't yeah. care about this house. That's delusion, baby. <laughs> Let it go. Ask him to pick up things. <laughs> the end. But that is when anxiety will sneak up and cause trouble in your relationships. Yeah. Yeah, because if if you are in this overthinking space all the time, then you, you're creating the stories that you want, that your brain wants you to happen. Mm -hmm. And so you're just creating more of what you don't want, like yeah. you just said, with the others. So. Well, I guess that goes deeper into trauma. So that's like our trauma. Sometimes if we have unhealed trauma, we live from that space. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to, just because it's an easy example. So my trauma of being left out as a kid, uh -huh. if I don't heal it and look at it, then I'm going to keep creating that no matter what friend group I have. I can go through 50 friend groups, but I'm always going to feel that way because it's yes. my issue and my soul seeking out situations to heal that. So if you're somebody who thinks like, I don't know, you can't trust men or all people are crappy. You're going to keep attracting that until you heal that inability to trust people inside of you. Yeah. And healing it is looking at it. Yeah. Facing it and dealing with the anxiety around it. Most people with an abandonment issue have some sort of high anxiety. Yeah. Because it starts when you're a child. Even children have anxiety. I have so many points to make during this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. Um, let's, can we talk a little bit about perfectionism with yes. this? Because I, that I feel like is a huge one for me. Like I always am wanting to do my best and do this. And so when you are trying to be perfect all the time, you're constantly going to be overthinking or trying to get to the next move and worrying about if you did something right. And it's just, that's exhaust that leads to energy. Even yeah. hearing it. Yeah. Like, I know. Oh, I'm like, shoot, I need a nap. Um, but it's true. Perfectionism or like needing your, needing to look perfect before you go out, needing your space to look perfect. Mm -hmm. What you're trying to get ahead of, is people, it's judgment, yeah, right? Was, so there's shame there. There's shame, yeah. I I feel like it comes from, it's fear. It's fear-based because you just are fearful that people aren't going to like you or aren't think you don't think you're worthy. And it, yeah, that, once again, people aren't don't care that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's like, I do think there's a healthy level of doing things to your caliber so you can feel proud of them. Mm -hmm. But don't let the perfectionism keep you from sitting down if you're tired or... Right. And I, I think like the difference between perfectionism and having your things nice and doing a good job at work is you are doing it to feel fulfilled. You're not doing it from worrying about judgment. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, like it's very well said. Like I used to clean my house only when people were coming over and like frantically clean or not, depending on who you are. <laughs> but now, like I pick up my house when I'm going to be home. So it looks, looks nice for, for me. You. Yeah. And it makes it. One, it's more joyful to pick up and I feel more motivated to do it than if I'm like, oh, okay, I got to do this because what if people know how messy I really am, you know? Yeah. But it's, and when you find a place within yourself that it's feeling good, then it's easier to work around that. No, mm -hmm. same, like making the bed. For me, I used to like make the bed if somebody was coming over. Right. But then I was like, it's really nice to get into a made bed. So yeah. make the bed for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I also do think 
if you are anxious and your space is a mess, it's going to feel, you feel worse. Yeah. You feel more anxious with that. Well, because our space is a vibrate, like it radiates a vibration. So especially if you're sensitive to energy, um, which I I do think so many people are and they don't realize it when your space is messy, it's going to clutter your thoughts. It's going to weigh you down and it's Mm -hmm. going to amplify the depression and anxiety that's there. So if you are anxious Clean your space, declutter it, and if you feel like at this point it's too much, honestly, ask for help. Yeah. Hire someone. It might be embarrassing initially, but you know what? It's going to feel so much better once you deal with those things. Well, and people who are like professional organizers or housekeeper or whatever it is, they're used to it. They are not worried about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's what they got in the job for because yeah, they're they, in the business of fixing that. Yeah, they want to help you. Yeah, so, I mean, I... If there's some, if you're an anxious person and you're living in clutter, I promise you the best thing you can do for yourself to start your healing journey is to <laughs> declutter. Declutter and get rid of. If there's notice things that you're hanging on to as well, I think that is a huge. We have this. It goes back to that guilt, that overthinking. I can't get rid of this because you know, so and so gave it to me and it was this and it's like, well, love and appreciate that that person gave it to you, and then if it's not serving you and it's clogging up your space let it go let it go you don't need it anymore i've had to deal with this like if you've moved homes or even when i've moved offices Mm -hmm. something worked in one space but it might not work in another but you loved it in the first space and so it's hard to let go of but it's like realizing like it served its time for me it doesn't work in this new space Mm -hmm. and being able to let go that non-attachment yeah and it just like when you create space for different feelings by healing them, you create space for fresh starts when you let go of old, old things, old yeah. stuff. It's very true. So, a little side note. <laughs> um, okay, another way that you might be dealing with anxiety is if you're not listening when other people are talking or you don't feel like you're there, you're disassociating in a crowd, in a room, in conversations. Like, it's kind of like you're... Going through the motions, or you ever like drive home on autopilot? Yeah, but you're doing everything on autopilot. This is, it's this is always like a big sign for me if I'm because I usually am a pretty good listener. I'd like to think, but if I'm having a day where I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, and I haven't admitted it to myself, I will notice that I'm not like people are talking to me and I'm like, I have no idea what they just said to me. (laughs) I don't know what that was. I'm not sure what's happening. And you feel, it's like that feeling of being out of your body because you're, yeah, you are. So that's a common one. And I think people don't realize that that is anxiety. Yeah, that's anxiety. Pull yourself back into your body and connect to your body. Yeah. And um, usually you're doing that because you're overthinking something else. Yeah. So you're not (laughs) present. And then you're going to worry about that you weren't present. So just... Get back in. Uh, avoidance is another one. So avoiding that thing that you need to do. Hi, I'm Brooke Welch, and I'm the queen of this. <laughs> uh, but hey, I need to. Uh, do- <laughs> I will find any random errand to run when I'm avoiding something. So me and Kristen were joking about this because I'm in the middle of a move. And the other day, I had Devin's car because it's larger than mine to move stuff. And I randomly in the middle of the day decided to go meet Kristen at yoga. And she was like, where did you just come from? And I was like, oh, I took a random shopping trip. She was like, All right. and I was like, I have not moved anything with the car. I was like, so are you moving right now? Yeah, it's going really well. <laughs> haven't moved a thing. I'm at yoga. Um, and I just know when I feel overwhelmed and I'm not asking for help, I will avoid it. My mom's pretty good at catching this and being like, you just need help. Like, ask me to help <laughs> Ask you. for help. 
And so I asked her, interesting. But if you find yourself being avoided, let's say it's a project for work or you know, organizing that space that's driving you crazy, mm-hmm. but instead you just avoid it or don't look at it, that is anxiety. Yes. And the best thing for this one is asking for help. Uh, yeah, asking for help. People want help. They do. And they will. Yeah. I think that that is, if I can just tell everybody this right now, please ask for help when you need it and don't feel like you have to do it all by yourself. I think that is... Like people are like, can I help you? Because they genuinely want to help and it fills us up to be able to help you. Right. So Brooke, if you need help moving, <laughs> you can ask for help. <laughs> Get on my back. We're going. We'll be back, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, and this also comes, sorry, I'm gonna make it spiritual. Yes. Do 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 spiritual burr, burr, input. Burr. <laughs> But a lot of times in life, we go through ebbs and flows of obstacles, and we forget that we can ask our spirit guides and our angels for help. Yes. So if you're this person and you're overthinking about something, like, let's say you're overthinking about a big meeting at work or a job interview, pray. pray. Ask oh for help. Gosh. Ask for help grounding yourself. Ask for help feeling love. Ask for help speaking your truth. Like, for big conversations. Your guides are more than willing to help facilitate this, but you have free will. So you have to ask. You have to ask for it. So it's not just your community and your humans around you. It's Mm -hmm. also your spirit team. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my spirit TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, it's the easiest fix, the quickest thing to just close your eyes and pray. Mm -hmm. Or don't close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. (laughs) But I mean, I love if I wake up and I'm like, woo, I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do if as long as I don't have to take people places, is sit down and breathe for five minutes and pray. It it works. And then I get up and I'm like, oh, I feel great. I feel great. Especially if I'm stewing about something that's up and coming, like something big. So like I'll start worrying about it. I'll start worrying. And then I go to them. I pray. And then I go to the mantra. I'm being divinely guided. I gave it to my guides. And literally it starts to work out. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about all the, you know, the little small details, the P's and Q's. It's Mm -hmm. I'm doing my part. Here's the paperwork for whatever it is. Got that done. Prayed about it. It's coming to fruition. I can chill the out. The end. The end. Yeah. You don't need to spend any more time overthinking about it. Yeah. But if you do, if your mind keeps going there, you keep saying that mantra. Yeah. I'm being divinely guided. I gave it to my guides. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, it will keep coming up, especially if this is a new practice because you're not used to it. And then suddenly it'll happen so fast. Yeah. Know? Train your mind. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Um, yeah. Some other things people do are like overwatching TV, binge watching, um, overeating is a big one. Yeah. Snacking because we don't want to deal with things. Yeah. It's like giving ourselves something to do because you have that like jittery energy. So you're like, oh, if I just have a bite of a yeah. s- steak or a cookie. I don't know. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> you're often snacking on steak as you're binge watching Netflix. She's like, I have my steak bites ready to go. <laughs> Maybe because we're going to talk about root chakra. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, steak is great for your root chakra if you're feeling very, very anxious. It's not great for your arteries. So don't don't eat steak every day. Snack it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't eat steak bites. It's more of a meal. Um, But we'll talk about that in our food for thought podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. We should do that. Um, Yeah. So all of those are kind of avoidance in yeah. a nutshell, right? Like if you're you're shopping, you're I used to always if I had like a big 
project to do, that's the time I would choose to clean because I don't like to clean. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to prepare all sorts of things. I'm gonna just clean right now. And yeah, that's I really like this to be organized. <laughs> that's like the sign that I'm like, oh, okay. How yeah. how bad are you avoiding this? So if you're finding yourself doing something you don't like to do, you may be avoiding. Um, yeah, I also think it comes in over defending a situation. Yes. Like Ooh. when you go or apologizing about talking about something. So like, let's say you're feeling anxious about something and you finally open up to a friend and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have dropped that on you. Or it's not as bad as I just made it sound. That was silly. Like yeah, that's no. anxiety, but you're trying to cover it up. Right. And you're trying to not admit how big it feels. Yeah. To yeah. let it out. Because it is it is a big deal to let things out. And I feel like people always, especially if I'm, if I'm like, even with healing clients, though, they still will do that. But if I'm in the salon, people always will tell me big things. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I, <laughs> it's, okay. it's quite all right. Yeah, Please. get it out. Like, it's a conversation. Like, you're fine. Right. And it's okay to take up space in a conversation. Yes. I think that's a big thing for people. They're like, did I talk too much? Should I have said that? Right. How about it's cool just to, like, take up some space and not overthink it? Yeah. Take your space, girl. Or yeah. guy. <laughs> or guy. People. Um <laughs> So that, those are kind of some of the ways that anxiety creeps in and you don't realize that it's anxiety. Right, because you just feel like this is how I always do things. Yeah, this is how I operate. This is just who I am. Well, yeah. you're anxious. You're anxious. <laughs> Let's make some changes so you can feel better. Yeah. So do you guys want to know how to cure anxiety? We're not going to tell you. Yeah, so. so that is on the next episode of Curing Your Anxiety. Tune in. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to help you. No. <laughs> um, so we previously mentioned that anxiety is a root chakra issue. So it does stem from your first <laughs> chakra, which is uh, on the like pelvis near the genitals and the base yeah. of the spine on the other side. It's the red one. So so red? Yeah. So if you're feeling anxious, maybe like having some red around you, getting some red flowers, wearing red clothes. Eating red food. That is what I'm looking for. I know. I, eating. Was, I was trying to let you get there. I'm just <laughs> red foods, but like think you're like, or root vegetables, like yeah. very grounding things. Beets are great for anxiety. Yeah. Grab yourself a beet juice if you're yeah. feeling anxious. Beet juice, any of the red juices, shout out to the juice standard and press for juice. <laughs> we enjoy you. Um, <laughs> those things really pull you back, the energy back into your root and allow you to take up space in your body to ground you. Uh, you steak does really work for this. Like a lot of people with high anxiety don't eat. And that's probably the worst thing you can do because at this <laughs> yeah. point you need food to ground you. Yeah. And like don't, they don't eat and then they drink coffee and alcohol. Yes. Not a great idea. No. So Those a lot of my highest <laughs> anxiety clients come in, they drink a pot of coffee a day, they don't eat breakfast or lunch, they eat one meal at dinner, and then they drink until they go to bed, and they're like, I do not know why I'm so anxious. And like I'm like, it's so weird. <laughs> I do know why you're anxious, and it is everything you're doing. And being under artificial light all day is not good. No. Like, humans crave connection to the earth, so anxiety can be easily translated to being ungrounded or unearthed. So you need to literally earth yourself, be mindful about getting healthy sunlight, getting outside near nature, putting your feet in the grass is so soothing or sand if you're near a beach. Um, and Just like we are. Yeah. <laughs> Taking time, you know, even at night looking at the moon, but it's being intentional about reconnecting to the earth, especially when you live in a big city. Yeah. If you can go out, like if you work in an office or in an enclosed space where you're in artificial light, if you can take 
15 minutes outside to either like go for a walk or eat your lunch outside, you are going to feel 1,000 times better for the rest of your day. It's and you true. will feel less drained when you go home. Like I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just so drained. I work so much. But if you take that little break in the middle of the day and get outside and get that vitamin D. Yeah, VD. <laughs> well, I mean, a good tip too, like if you have to dress up for work, put comfortable shoes mm-hmm. near your desk so you can go for a lunch walk. Yeah. Um, it is really hot in Las Vegas, yes, so... Maybe in the morning. I mean, I know. If you go out, like, 7 in the morning is when I've been, like, drinking a tea outside, or mm-hmm. I take Grace into the park between 7.30 and 8 p.m. Like, if you have kids, take them to the park, and then you can ground yourself as well. That's yeah, what I do. I let absolutely. him play. I sit in the grass, and I feel better. It just feels mm-hmm. more of a connection. Yeah. Because our lives are very pushed for inside, and your body's not built to be inside all the no. time. Yeah, so if you're feeling terrible, it's probably because you need to go out. Right. And then let's go to the coffee then also. If you're anxious all the time, you don't need that much caffeine. No, because you're actually, I mean, think about the feeling if you've had too much coffee. It pretty much mimics anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? Like your heart's beating fast, you're a little shaky, a little jittery. So if you're already feeling like that, don't pump that caffeine in. No, <laughs> like, like maybe go for a chamomile tea. Yeah. Or like Egyptian licorice. Egyptian licorice. No day. caffeine, <laughs> but it's a very soothing, tasteful tea. And these things can make you have the feeling like you're having, like, you know, carrying a cup. Because I think some people it's, drink coffee for comfort. It's, it's like something the, it's they've the always ritual. done. Yes. For sure. Like I love the ritual of coffee in the morning. I like to, and it will take me a very long time to drink it. And that's fine. But if I'm feeling anxious and I'm like, okay, it's like halfway through the day, I kind of want something like I'm not going to pick up a coffee a coffee because yeah. I'm going to feel worse. And Do a tea swap. Yeah. Listen to your body. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. And if you're anxious and you're, you're like, I can't just cut coffee, well, maybe try to cut back. Yeah. Like not the whole pot today. Or if I'm going to drink a whole pot of coffee, I'm actually going to start eating breakfast. Yeah. So that way you bring some balance into the day to day. Yeah, and I mean, cutting back, it might sound crazy, but just make less coffee. Make yourself a half pot. Oh, that's true, because then you don't have the, the urge to drink To keep the going, yeah, gone. like if you know that you like to drink it and it's kind of something that you're just doing out of habit, don't don't make yourself as much. Make yourself a single cup. I think you that's can, really good advice. It, it's surprising that you can actually gear your coffee towards how much you want to drink. Well, or if you're ordering a coffee, because I think that's true too. When I used to work nights and Grayson was a baby, I would always get like a a venti from Starbucks Mm -hmm. and drink it all just because it was there, but I was anxious. Mm -hmm. So don't get the venti because then you, you know, it's natural for us to be like, oh, I don't want to be wasteful. Got to drink it all. Got to drink it all, yeah. Get a smaller size so you're consuming less. I used to always get big, I always get a, whatever coffee I'm getting, I get a small version of it. One, because I realized a lot of my anxiety was coming from drinking too much caffeine and I am going to drink the whole thing. And I also drink it slower now. Yeah. That's also a great tip. Just drink it slower. Yeah. Put some water in there with that. (laughs) You'll feel better. I I also want to address alcohol. I'm not going to sit here and call alcohol Mm -hmm. bad because I think it's a human thing that we do. Um, I do. I have noticed recently because I did a cleanse recently. So I stopped drinking. I have never been, well, I, uh, that's a lie. Prior to having Grayson, I did drink hard alcohol. I'm not a hard alcohol person, so I'm referencing wine when I'm talking about my own consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the pandemic, it was a little easier to be like, oh, we can have wine anytime during the day, right? <laughs> like, day long. <laughs> so I got used to drinking a couple glasses to, like, to be frank, sometimes a bottle. And I realized the inflammation in my body, I wasn't feeling great, so I did a 
a full cleanse to now where I'm not drinking. And I feel amazing. And I hate when people do this. Like when I was drinking <laughs> wine, I was like, don't tell me that it's going to make me feel better if I stop drinking. But, it is. but I was always like, well, I need my glass of wine to relax. I need my glass of wine before bed. Like that was like my treat. Right. Where now I've realized without the drinking, stress boils up in my body honestly less. Like there's things yeah. right now in my life, like the move, custody battles, lot. lots of things. And I'm like, I should be so stressed right now. And I don't. <laughs> like it does not feel like anxiety. But I think part of that is I'm not feeding myself. I'm also not drinking coffee. So <laughs> She's just perfect right now. Yeah. Um, hey, fitness is a lifestyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, my body's a temple. No, but I, I made this decision because I do have these high stress things going on in my life. So I cut things that I knew were going to contribute further. Yeah. And um, it does make a difference. So not having the coffee, not having the alcohol. I like how surprised you sound. Because I hated when people would tell me this. Oh, like you shouldn't like, oh, uh, I was just like, yeah, right. I can have it all. And I can when I'm ready. I'll go back. But at this point, I've made the decision. So I'm not doing coffee, gluten, sugar or uh, like I said, just perfect (laughs) or uh, wine. It does make a difference. So if you're feeling some sort of way, I would encourage you start with a three day juice cleanse because then you can't have those things. Yeah. And then cut them out. Try a week, and you'll see if you're an anxious person what a difference it makes. Yeah, I, I've noticed that I, I am, I am on board on all those things right now. I'm having the sugar, the gluten, <laughs> the coffee, and the alcohol. Uh, but I have definitely have gone through different periods where I've cut one or all of those out. And if I'm feeling super stressed or I have stressful things coming up, I know that that's the first thing to go. Like I will not drink. Um, I don't drink super often, but then there's times where I do more. And as soon as I start feeling like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, okay. Too much. Like let's, let's take some time off. And it's not like, like you said, it doesn't have to be forever. Right. You don't have to punish yourself either. Don't look at it as a punishment. No, look at it as like refreshing your body and just like recalibrating. It's like a little battery recharge. Like you do for your phone. You're doing it for your body. So good job. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You don't tell me I feel great. (laughs) She's like, I'm glowing. So no, but like, I know a lot of people do dry January or, and which I actually did that this year, not really with the intention of being dry January. I just felt, I don't know. I actually did not drink a lot when it was pandemic. I kind of went Good for you. I went opposite. <laughs> and then when we went back, I was like, all right. No. <laughs> Kristen came out a butterfly. I came out a caterpillar. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's it makes such a huge difference. It does. And, and you can level it to, like, again, what you're going through. Like, mm-hmm. I knew summer months are so busy for my job, plus all the side life stuff I have, like my actual life I have going on. I just knew it was a time where I needed to give my body the, the most strength that I could give it right. to feel my best during this time. And that's how I made the decision. But you can analyze yourself and be like, maybe I do need to cut some things out or there's... Yeah. Well, and it is... I mean, alcohol is avoidance. 100%. It is. 100%. So if you find that you cannot relax without it, take a look at that. Yeah. No, there's something there. Um, we've recommended breath before. I don't know if you've heard us. But. <laughs> I don't know if you know that breathing's really good for you. <laughs> breathing is so good for anxiety, though, because most of our anxious tendencies come with shallow breathing. Yes. So, I mean, you can actually mimic a panic attack. I mean, don't don't do this unless you really want to know what it feels like. But, um, but you can mimic a panic attack by just taking short, shallow breaths through your mouth specifically. Yeah. 
So if you do that, your body's going to give you the symptoms of an anxiety attack. So, I mean, just think about that. So obviously if you're breathing fast and short, that's going to make you more anxious. So first thing you should do if you're feeling like, oh, I'm a little jittery in my chest. I'm feeling, you know, up and out of my body. Take some long, deep breaths and especially longer exhales. Yes. So the exhale is going into your um, parasympathetic nervous system. So it's going to bring everything back down and make it more, make you more level. I love the way that you put science in there. I like to, <laughs> science. I like, I like to drop in some science. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and she's right. Uh, we want to make sure too, when you're tuning in to breathe, make sure your lips are sealed. Close your mm-hmm. mouth, breathe in through your nose, do breathe out through your mouth. Um, and the longer exhales are just going to soothe you. So try to count to at least six on that exhale. If you can yeah. get to eight, great job, superstar. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing. Yeah. Um, and take like set a three minute timer or like so many of us are connected to technology. Your Apple watch will tell you to breathe. It will tell you to breathe and listen to it. If you're like, no, I don't have time for that. Like that's when you should do it. <laughs> do it. Um, or like if you don't, you know, have a, a phone on your wrist, uh, <laughs> set a timer on your phone, like make them go off reminders throughout the day just mm-hmm. to breathe, especially if you're working in an office and you're working really fast or, you know, you have a very stressful week coming up or day, like put those on there. Yeah. Um, another good thing is to have a trigger to breathe. So I used to like, I think I've discussed this in a podcast, but like every time I would go get a client or walk through the doorway of my office, that was my take a deep breath so that I would make sure I got some mindful deep breaths in throughout the day. Yeah. It's like, um, what's it called? Like there's this book that I read about habits. No, I can't think of the name, but they, he calls it like attaching habits on top of atomic habits. Yes. Habit stacking is what it is. So like if you, you know, you're brushing your teeth Use that as your time after that to breathe in. So, to breathe. oh yeah, because he did. He did it like if you get up every morning to make a coffee, put a cup of water by the coffee pot so you drink a coffee or a water, water with, with the coffee. coffee. Yeah. So like anything that you want to bring more into. Yeah. Just put it on something else. Also, I think we should attach that book. That's a really good book. That's a great book. Uh, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, we'll link it we'll at link the bottom it the of bottom. this. Um. Also, yeah, and just slowing down in general. So if you're if you're taking the time to take the the deep breaths, you're probably going to be sitting still. Um, you can do it as you're walking, but if you are in your office, like put both feet on the ground, draw attention to your feet. Yes. And breathe in deep all the way to the belly and exhale out slow. Slow. Yes. I like for a meditation here, imagine tree roots growing from the soles of your feet and kind of wrapping around the earth and the core of the earth and bringing that light energy back up. Take as much time as you need to envision that but that is really going to root you in. If you need a mantra for anxiety, the go-to I always give is, I am safe, I am grounded. Saying that instead of every five seconds, like, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious. Yes. If you switch it to, I am safe, I am grounded, your body's going to start to believe it. Yeah, and I also, I like to tell people to not say, I'm anxious, because then you're, like, telling yourself that that's what you are. It's, a, it's an I am yeah. statement. So I always go to, anxiety is moving through me right now. Yeah, definitely admit it to yourself. Admit anxiety is moving through me or I'm experiencing anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Get it out or make a list of what's making you anxious so it's out of your head. Yes. Anything that gets you out of your head is going to help this. Yeah, exactly. And if you are a socially anxious person, ground yourself before you go out. Yeah. Like 
Huge. Do a little grounding meditation before you go to the party or before you're around friends or before you go to the concert. Yeah. That's going to help you not feel so anxious in crowds. And uh, yeah, it, before big meetings. So if you're anxious, let's say when you have your kids, ground yourself before you get your kids. Mm-hmm. If you're anxious in social situations, ground yourself before you go in a social situation. Yeah. Like pay attention to when your yeah, anxiety mm-hmm. is triggered mm-hmm. and then use that trigger as like, okay, well then I know next time I need to ground myself before I do this. Exactly. Like if you're going into a situation and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so feeling so anxious, da, 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 and just know that, oh, this is a trigger for me. Yeah. So I know that I need to have my grounding tools. I want to reference some stones that are very good for anxiety yeah. too. And we will link these at the bottom. Hematite, it's like a almost like a gunmetal silver. Yeah. Very grounding and it's also cooling. So it, it provides like if you're wearing a hematite bracelet or ring and then you hold it in your hand, you're gonna experience a body change too because there's a sensation of coolness. Cool. So it snaps you out of it. Um any like black tourmaline, I don't want to say the stone wrong, so hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, stones are great also because it gives you something physically to hold onto. And when you're holding something or like rubbing your finger against something, you're you're putting your sensations back into your body. So even just like I would definitely get some grounding stones, but just having that something to hold onto. I also will like if you tap on each finger, like touch your thumb to each of your fingers, that also helps to bring you back into your body. You know, all these little things that you can do. Yeah. So I found the stone. <laughs> it is. Thank you for, for buying my time. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Lepidolite. Um, I will link oh. it at the bottom. It's purple. It's a pretty purple color. But this stone is so soothing. Like, I wear this when I'm going through major life changes. And it actually has um, a component or property that they put in anxiety medication. Oh, cool. But if you wear it on your skin, it you'll absorb that anyway and not... I'm not saying if you need medication, take the medication, but this is just a good tool. And it's really great for children with ADHD or ADD, adults with ADHD. Um, It's a very useful stone. So we'll link that. Yes. So that you have it. It's great to meditate with if you're having anxiety Mm -hmm. or to hold while you're taking the deep breaths. Yeah. Yeah. Put something in your hand. I also like if my kids are feeling nervous about something, I always will like give them a stone stone. to hold. Because I think just it's like that, the comfort as well for children they need to feel safe. It's like a piece of home because it came yeah. from mom. And then it's, you know, so it's true. share stones with your kids. Um, I have one client. I love that she shared this with me. But she would, when her girls were scared about going to school away from her, mm-hmm. she got, she like went full throttle and got the tattoo on her wrist. But she used to draw a heart on her wrist and a little heart on her daughter's wrist so her daughter could look at it during the day and know that her mom loved her and then Aww. now she got that tattooed. But I just think it's so sweet and such a good reminder. Like if your child's anxious about something, like here, Give either them, a stone yeah. or like, you know, just a little marker, like drawing on yeah. their hand. Like mommy drew this and they can look at it and feel like protected. Yeah, that's that's so beautiful. I know. She told me that because she had got the new tattoo and I was like, what is this? And she was like, oh, me and my daughters do this. I was like, you are an angel. That is so <laughs> yeah, smart. It's so good. Um, yeah. Also, so yeah, so we talked about getting outside um, and then just like talking yourself through it, mm-hmm. like letting letting yourself know how you feel, sending your, I also like to send myself some love if I'm going into a situation that I know yeah. is a trigger, I'm going to like love on future me yes. and like ground her yes. as well. <laughs> ground her. Hey guys, ground me at four o'clock today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I needed. Um, 
prayer is great, yeah, for grounding and connecting you two. We referenced prayer earlier. But being gentle with yourself, there's some tapping points you can use, right? Yeah. On your chest where it feels a little bit tender. So like between your shoulder blade and your breastbone, you'll feel where it's tender. If you just do like taps with your fingers right there, it tells your body to lower, lower cortisol and to get out of fight or flight that you're safe. So it's such a good tool. You can also, I've given this to children, between your pinky and your ring yeah. finger, tap that little space too. It's also a little tender on your hand. That does the same thing. It gets your body out of fight or flight and it's like, I'm safe, I'm grounded, and it gives you something to focus on. Yeah, it's like those little sensations. To pull yourself into mm-hmm. your body. So utilize these things. They work, and they're actually quite simple. Anxiety is one <laughs> yeah. of my favorite things to teach about because people always think, like, my anxiety is the worst. Mine's like, debilitating. I can never get through this. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, there's some very easy natural tools we can mm-hmm. use for anxiety that, when used consistently, work. Like, yeah. You, will, you can rid yourself of anxiety by doing these things every day. I also want to just mention, because I've known people who had very high anxiety, then kind of got a handle on it, and then they will have a day that it comes back. And then they're like, oh my gosh, like you go into that space of now I'm back in this and it's never going to end, which I think is a very easy problem to have when you're an overthinker to go back that way. Just because you're having a moment where you feel old feelings doesn't mean it's sticking around forever and you're okay, you're safe. It's just coming back up, move through it, use your tools yeah, and go with it. So to bring it full circle, whether you know you have anxiety and it's attacking you, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe you have these subtle signs and you've masked your anxiety or told yourself you don't have it, but now you're realizing, wow, I am an overthinker. (laughs) Yeah, like overthinking is just who I am. Yeah. Use these tools, try them. First, become aware. Be honest with yourself that they're there. Don't judge yourself for having it. And then work with it. Yeah. See where you can, you know, make some changes and feel good. We all get to move and grow in life. Isn't that so beautiful? So you don't, just because you're anxious today doesn't mean you're anxious tomorrow. Yeah. And anxiety is something that is true to the human experience. We all get it. There's nobody who's never had anxiety. Children get it. Regular age people get it. <laughs> Adults. <laughs> the elderly people get it. I don't know why I did that. Um, no, but I think it's important to know because we hear about anxiety a lot now and we talk about like social media and um, I just was watching a documentary and they pointed out how we have had anxiety, like people have had it for forever. And I do think the more that we're in um, like cities and we're not outside, they use, you know they used to send people out to the West to like get back in nature and cure their cure their stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's, it is human. It's part of who we are and we have more things to distract us and bring us out of our bodies, but we also have amazing tools. Like we can talk to you on a podcast and you can learn how to manage your anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't go into like that. People were better before and had it all figured out. No, we're all, we're centuries. I mean, think about the 1940s and 1950s. Most women were prescribed Valium. Yeah. Which then they realized that wasn't good. Or like when smoking was a big thing, the reason people like smoking is because it causes them to take a big inhale and exhale. Like smoking Smoking is a ritual (laughs) because it's breathing. They've just added toxins to your breath. But I mean, think about the, the, a smoke break is going to sit down and breathe for a minute. Yes. So take your smoke breaks without the cigarettes. Yeah. Like it's go breathe for five minutes outside. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks you for tomorrow. listening. Um, <laughs> see you soon. So, I mean, no real journal prompts with this, but just taking a look at your habits, your triggers, 
And the real homework homework is to use these tools. Yeah, get grounded, family. homie. Yeah, go stand outside. Yeah, in 120 degree <laughs> weather in the morning or in, night. Please. Yeah, yes, um, no fainting on us. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this helped. And yeah, we're just so glad that you're here with us. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancedchaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.